0: You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast.
1: Well, you know what they say after ugly wins, a win is a win. But even that doesn't feel that great after a win like that. That's what I say, at least. that's, That's what they say a win is a win, but I mean, they covered. They did win the game, but man, it's it's never easy. It's never easy. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Philly Pod brought to you by LibertyLine.com. I'm one of your hosts today, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms over at The Philly Pod. If you're new to the show, thank you guys for checking it out. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Be sure to leave those five-star ratings and those reviews. They all help with the exposure of the show. Joining me to recap yesterday's win, as always, you can find him on social media at Stephen Conrad Jr. Stephen, we were excited to finally get to the regular season, and they they put up a 16-0 lead in the first corner. We were like, yep, business as usual. Picking up where we left off last year, we're going to run over this team on to Thursday night. But it was not that easy. It was not that easy. You get four three and outs after that drive all the way leading up to halftime. And this offense was Looking stagnant. One of the main storylines heading into this season was how are these coordinators going to look? You lose Shane Steichen, you lose Jonathan Gannon. What are Desai and Shane Stick are uh, Desai and uh and uh, Brian Johnson? How are they going to look in their coordinator debuts? And uh, Brian Johnson looked overwhelmed. I know it's a tough debut to go up to a Gillette Stadium, coach against uh, Bill Belichick and uh, Desai. Didn't see a whole lot of differences in that defense. It was reminiscent of 2021 Jonathan Gannon. If you're getting pieced up by Mac Jones, you're letting him go off for 300-plus yards, I shudder to think what is going to happen to us when, when you play against Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, even. Uh, Kirk Coupons coming up on Thursday night. It was, it was a tough go, but the Eagles do. They do what good teams do, and they find a way to win, although it was a lot more uncomfortable than it should have been.
2: <laughs> well... This week one <laughs> matchup, what's <laughs> so funny, man? Just, I'm just prepared for your perspective of this, because when we first
1: talked this morning, I was like, I'm fucking pissed. And you were like, ah, you know, we won. It is what it is. And I'm like angry. Usually you're the emotional one, but you seem yeah, more level-headed about about it's this It's odd. Moment. I don't
2: know. Maybe it's just this team specifically. I'm not sure. But uh, this game felt a lot like the week one game last year, traveling on the road, obviously an AFC opponent this time around. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Obviously it was different and this game was not a shootout. In fact, it was the complete opposite of a shootout, but to me, it was another one of those tough on the road week one games. Um, I don't know if rust is the word. I mean, weather was a factor in this game. Definitely the opponent, the uh, coaches you mentioned, coaching was a huge part of this game and the outcome and uh, a lot of things when you really look at this game, but uh I feel like if we faced this New England team at any other point in the schedule on the road, it would probably have been, I don't want to, not a different outcome, but the uh, meat, the bulk of the game probably would have been different. Um, honestly, it, it's its hard to really, I have my concerns, don't get me wrong. Like I was definitely irritated with a lot of things, but I'm not, I guess like you said, you're more on the, uh, I don't know if the emotional side is the word, but it's a short week and I just feel like, uh, you know this team will be able to play at home on Thursday night uh, against this Vic- Vikings team. Who I guess we could just say we have their number. Yeah, uh, we certainly
1: do. Yeah, yeah. But Curtain. let's
2: just focus on this game at hand. Uh, there's just so much to touch on, man. I have so many questions. I, it's not like I'm sitting here all smiles, like you know what I mean. It's not. It's not like that. I, I definitely <laughs> there's some things I'm not happy about. A lot. A lot, a lot of fans have told me since since last night that yeah, it was little, last. Like you said, last season,
1: week one was was difficult, too. But the difference was at least we could point to, like, okay, A.J. Brown went off, though. At least we have that to build off of. You have more – there's more questions than answers moving forward after, after, after yesterday. And we'll start with the running backs because Steven, if you would have told me, even you, the the, the number one Kenneth Gainwell fan, the leader of the fan <laughs> yeah, club, let's the, start leader, let's start the leader of the hype train, even you didn't believe that this man was going to be the feature back. Like he knew he was going to be in the rotation and be a focal point of the offense, but you didn't think this man was going to be the bell cow, the lead back in this rotation. Heading into the game, Rashad Penny is a healthy scratcher, already like, oh man, what the hell? It must be DeAndre Swift's season. He must be, he must be, he, he's going to be all over the place, they're just going to use him all game long. Nope. Kenneth Gainwell, eight touches for 43 yards on the first drive alone. He led the backs in snaps with 41, that's 20 more than DeAndre Swift, more than 20, than the next back he led the team in carries with 14 and yards with 54. Steven, I know, it. like I said, you as as the Kenneth Gainwell superfan, even with the fandom that you do have for Kenny G, you can't even be happy with the way that this running back rotation shook out. We need any, any game that has DeAndre Swift coming out of it. He only played 19 snaps yesterday, just two touches for three yards. I don't know what the plan is for Sirianni, Brian Johnson. I don't know what they spent all week doing when they were discussing DeAndre Swift, but I... Find it hard to believe that this was the outcome they had projected, and even Sirianni said after the game that any game that you come away with two touches for Swift, you're not happy with, which is mm. kind of peculiar to hear from the coach. You make these decisions, but um, well, but, um, I just I, I I maybe the script went like went differently. Maybe the pick six, Darius Slay's pick six, like had them take the take the foot off the gas a little bit, um, because they did definitely look uh a little more conservative as the game went on once they built that lead in the first quarter. Uh, but one of the one of the bigger questions I have coming out of this game is what is the plan at at running back? That was a question all summer. I thought we would get an answer in Week One, and I seemingly have more questions now. <laughs> what are they doing with Penny? Are they bubble wrapping him until the postseason? Are we just not going to see him? Are they just going to keep him healthy and unleash him like in in November, December. What are we What are we doing here?
2: The only time I w- I thought heading into this season, and we had an idea due to preseason and training camp we sort of had an idea of what this running back rotation would look like. We kind of knew that it would be primarily Gainwell and Swift as your first two guys, just because of the offense they want to run. And then Penny, mm-hmm. be, I, we thought would be the, the power back. Right. And mm-hmm. so even with that in mind, I thought going into the season, the only time he would be a scratch from the game day roster is due to an injury. But as far as I know, I'm pretty sure he was healthy going I into this game he was healthy right? i didn't
1: hear any about i didn't hear any any injuries or phantom injuries or anything heading into this game everyone was healthy on the injury report from what i saw so and if there's any
2: game where hmm, penny's skill set could have been used it would have been this one mm-hmm. on the road and your bad offense weather. can't move the ball in bad, bad weather. weather uh obviously i don't want to say ball security is an issue because that we didn't we didn't Turned the ball over till the very end of the game and i don't even know mm-hmm. if the weather was a factor then it was just a good hit on Jalen hurts an entirely another thing mm-hmm. we seemed to have good fortune when it came to the well actually we bobbled a snap very early on into the game and i think the weather was a factor on that one mm-hmm. um so it doesn't make sense to me at all and you highlighted it i love kenny gainwell but like wow Dude, <laughs> 14 carries and then Dude, 41 you know, snaps
1: my God, like, it's not like Miles Sanders, like, made a mistake, and all right, well, Kenny, Kenny G is just a beneficiary of that, and we all know the team trusts him, but man, from the jump week one, I, I would say that they're just easing Swift into the offense, but you had all summer to do that.
2: What is the, what is the, I don't
1: understand the outlook on, on, on the, is the offense. Is that what this is,
2: man? Because I, I also have some complaints outside of this running back rotation, the way they were used. I think the passing game was very vanilla. Um, mm mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard for some reason only had one target the entire game. I think zero the zero through first three half quarters was zero targets. Wow, zero through three zero. quarters,
1: zero targets, and and one toward that that Dallas Goddard couldn't even catch uh, in, in the fourth quarter. When you what we can agree, Goddard top three, top four tight end. However you want to rank Kelsey Andrews, uh, Kittle, however you want to rank them, but but Dallas Goddard is firmly in the top four. And you have to you you're not going to win many games if you don't utilize him in the offense. Regardless of Devontae Smith, regardless of AJ Brown, regardless of the dynamic ability that Jalen Hurts does bring to your offense, if you don't use your tight ends, it's 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 going to be difficult to put up points. And it was certainly difficult for the Eagles as they only put up one offensive touchdown in this game. Jake Elliott, I think, was player of the game. Hit four mm, field goals. Yeah. He had the doink. He had the fifty-six yarder. Um, and it's just without without the pick six. You know, do they win this game? <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. You got to You use use your top tight ends. Use Dallas Goddard. One target through three quarters, or I'm sorry, zero targets through three quarters is is criminal. It's it's inexcusable. There's no way that can happen. And I would understand if it's like year one of Nick Sirianni. And I know it's year one of these new coordinators. But Sirianni, you gotta you gotta figure it out and and get Goddard going. Just there's it's 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 inexcusable. <sighs>
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just wild. I mean, you look, Kenny Gainwell had more targets than Goddard, Swift, who we believe like going into this, we like let's just let's just call it how it is. We've been covering this team the whole offseason. Like we kinda had a, a feeling Kenny G would be a big part of the running back rotation. Yeah, that was a known fact. We weren't shocked by that. Yeah. Running and passing, but even with that said, if they were if they were going to ease Swift into this offense, at the very least Swift would do damage in the passing game because that's just mm-hmm. is, he has great receiving ability. Well, somehow Kenny G finishes the game with more targets and more receptions than Goddard Swift. Who else am I missing? Uh, if who else do you want to throw in there? I mean, Goddard Swift, yeah, just Goddard and Swift alone, he had more targets than those two put together. How's that possible? Mm-hmm. How's yeah, that possible? Not-
1: it's it's not it's 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 not a recipe for success by, by by any means Brian Johnson I guess he was overwhelmed certainly overmatched against Bill Belichick um, and and you gotta you gotta figure it out you gotta come out in week two and get Goddard, like four catches on the first drive and figure it out because remember last year Devontae Smith had zero catches against Detroit and everyone was like oh man he's gonna want to ask out he's not gonna so happy about this and then he went off the uh, in that Washington game so uh, so that was good to see I'm hoping Goddard, uh gets more involved here. Uh, speaking of Jalen Hurts, 22, uh, 22 for 33 passing, 170 yards, one touchdown, a fumble loss late. Uh, I want to hammer home. Some fans are are, are telling me like, oh, is Jalen Hurts developing a fumble issue? Because obviously the oh Super Bowl God. one is prominent in their minds. And then this one is happening in a crucial moment. And Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best players in the league at protecting the football. He doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. He he only lost two fumbles all year last year. He doesn't throw very many interceptions. Um, And I do want to say that I think this was a result of not playing in the preseason. Like, how many hits has Jalen Hurts taken in seven months since February? Like, real hits. He hasn't taken any hits. And he probably—why Brian Johnson, in that scenario, dialed up a QB draw in an empty set with no backfield, and you want—like, I understand Brian Johnson's probably thinking, like, there's not a lot working right now. I'm going to put the ball in my playmaker's hands, and Hurts is arguably the best runner on the team, so I'm going to get yards that way. But when you leave him open for hits like that, there's a chance he's going to fumble, and he did in that case. I'm not absolving Hurts from the fumble. He's just one of the more sure-handed guys in the league, and I think that was a result of not being, not being ready for that hit, number one. The ball's probably slippery in the weather, number two. And Brian Johnson didn't do him any favors by leaving him in an empty set on a draw. If you get the first down and he goes down, we're all happy about it. And it seemed to me, Steven, I, I want your thoughts on this, that Hurts, was being uh, and I understand he's more he's more paid, you know he's worth a lot more money now, and he has more long term security, so he doesn't have to go all out and show what he's made of every single play. But there's a lot of runs where he's hitting the ground like one or two yards before players even get to him. Like he's like I'm down, don't touch me. <laughs> like he's going down on his own before he gets uh, any players come near him. Uh, so I want your thoughts on Hertz playing seemingly more conservative. Again, it's week one. And uh, I guess your thoughts on his ball security. I don't think it's an issue. Some fans are worried about it. Where do you stand as far as far as that's concerned?
2: It's just a fluky fumble. I mean, if you want to toss it up to him not being used to being hit that hard and not like, you know, not.
1: It was the last like, hit he took. It was. It had, it I get it. I totally get it. I mean, it is what it
2: is. I mean, it was just a great hit, too. I mean, the guy uh, fucking whoever it was put his helmet right on the ball. I mean, it was a crown on the football. Yeah. And then this, if you want to – just a stupid conversation. And the fumble in the Super Bowl was so, like, so fluky. It was uh-huh. like gravity or something interfered that one second when we just didn't want it to that entire season. But just, just whatever. <laughs> uh, I think this whole conversation is so stupid and so annoying, and it's going to happen all season. And I'm not talking about him doing the sliding and protecting himself because if you're going to sit here and argue whether or not he should be doing that, then I don't got nothing to say for you. Do you want a healthy quarterback or not? <laughs> he's still Jalen Hurts. He's still athletic. He's still going to pick up yards. If you he he needs the slide, yes, protect himself. All those things, whatever. But this other conversation to me is so annoying because he's Jalen Hurts, man. Like like we we did this last year with Steichen. Obviously, Brian Johnson deserves all the question marks that he's getting after that game because I just feel like he was compl- he was out coached. He looked ill prepared. A lot of questionable decision-making. Was it all him? I don't know. The Eagles do a lot of things together. Mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni will take blame for things, whoever, whatever. But there's people, man. There's a big part of this fan base. I see it on Twitter, and even some of the, the media people are bringing it up. They're saying, like, you know, maybe we should chill out on the Q, the design QB runs. That's a different mm-hmm. thing. You know, Jalen's going to get his rushes in even if they, they take out the, the design runs. He's going to do it. That's He's Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. But... Would I prefer that for would I prefer for them to not call those design q b runs as much probably, but it's just like. It's a part of the offense. It works. I think. Like, I think
1: there, there's there's no benefit to taking away what makes Jalen Hurts, you know, so dynamic in his game. And if you want to <laughs> chalk up like always becoming fumbling prone, like no, Carson Wentz was fumbling prone. Like this is not. This is not. This is not Jalen Hurts being prone to fumbles. This is a, a good hit in a crucial moment. And I'm sure Hurts is going to make sure he doesn't drop another one because that's probably going to be replaying in his head. Uh, over and over again, AJ Brown. Well, like, what do
2: we want? Because on that fourth and two that they mm-hmm. decided to go for it, which was an entirely another thing that I yeah. wasn't the probably wasn't yeah. the right thing to that do. Was, that was
1: that was like I don't mind I ballsy why. ballsy
2: situations, but
1: in a, in a in a in a in a scenario like that, I wasn't. Yeah, but that fond was
2: you got your traditional QB player on there, throwing the ball on fourth and well, was fourth and two. It's yeah. fourth and two is way different than fourth yeah, didn't and one. Work out either. Yeah. Um, he probably that, that's. He probably threw it to the wrong guy on that play. I feel like Goddard was open. I don't know what's going Goddard on Goddard was open quite a bit throughout the day. Yeah, I, I'm he, not he sure. He was showing some
1: frustration. He was he was visibly frustrated.
2: I don't know what that is. I almost want to go back and watch why. Like, Did Hertz just like not see him, or was he just locking yeah, in? Man. It seemed like he was locking into AJ and Devontae. So that's... You got all
1: 22 now. You can do it. Courtesy of myself, NFL Plus. You got <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lock in all twenty two. Lock in. i um, um, speaking of the Super Bowl. Kadarius Tony, uh, three drops in that game. That would have been lovely in the Super Bowl. Why, I would have loved a couple of those drops to come in, to come in the Super Bowl. Oh man, that's, you just made me uh, think of that. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith had seven catches each. Uh, they led the team. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm 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 a little bit concerned about the offense. You don't want to see four straight three and outs after you build that lead to end the half. Uh, you definitely want to build some consistency. I know the weather; uh, it is what it is. It was reminiscent of the the Jaguars game last year, so maybe they catered the game plan. But when I see the weather plan, or if I see the if I see the forecast and it's for, and it's calling for a lot of rain, and you assume you're going to be, you know, uh, uh, pounding the the rock on the ground, you assume Rashad Penny was going to be a part of that game plan. For him to be a healthy scratch, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. There was rumors at the end of the summer. Uh, about him potentially being cut and all this. So maybe the team isn't all that high on him at the moment. Uh, But I expect him to be active on this roster (laughs) at some point because they could have used him yesterday. Even though Gainwell, 14 carries, uh, you know, 54 yards, nothing to scoff at. He was actually the leading rusher in this game. Um, So it is what it is at that point.
0: Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona.
1: Uh, flipping, uh, defensively, uh, Mac Jones, obviously we know 316 yards, three touchdowns had the to pick that Darius Slay, Darius Slay probably could have had a second pick. Um, he caught up to Kendrick Bourne in, uh, on, on a good play and was, uh, almost picked off another one, but Jalen Carter, Steven highlight of the day. We all knew who <laughs> coming in that all the hype is going to be around him. He flashed him a bit in the preseason, all the hype coming out of training camp. And he showed it yesterday in his regular season debut. He had 34 pass rushing snaps. Eight pressures, which was most among all defensive tackles in the league, not even just rookies. Every single defensive tackle, he had the most mm-hmm. pressures. He had seven hurries, uh, had the sack at the end of the game. That 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 uh, was a big moment and had a 25% pass rush win rate, which means one in every four pass rushing snaps he had won against his matchup and was able to get past him. That is unreal numbers for a rookie guy like that. He played 50% of the snaps on defense, so they're certainly getting, getting him involved early and often. And I liked what I saw from Carter. He came up big at the end. He was persistent on trying to get to the quarterback, and he got his first NFL sack in a crucial moment. So very encouraging things from the number nine overall draft pick, Jalen Carter, Stephen.
2: Yeah, I was uh, just checking here as you were reading all that off. Um, I thought I saw somewhere, not only was it the most of any defensive tackle in the NFL, but I almost... I thought I saw stats somewhere on Twitter where it's like the most yeah. in several years but is it the by most, a
1: rookie? The, the most of any rookie defensive tackle over the last 5 seasons, yep. since okay, 2019. wow. 2019. Have there any been good how, how many good defensive tackles have been drafted since 2019?
2: It's <laughs> a good question, man, cuz there's a lot of guys <laughs> I'll have to who look into like, those players, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um that's another thing. The Patriots' offensive game plan. I'm not like tooting my own chest. It doesn't take a genius to to uh, assume this was going to be their game plan going into the game. But they they got the ball out quick, passing the football. Obviously, mm-hmm. they tried to run it. Not a whole lot of success there. Uh, they got it to their tight ends. They definitely targeted the middle of the field. They carved us up in the middle of the field. I'm yeah, concerned diced about up. that, man. Diced up, um, pieced up. Yeah, and it, it's just wild. It, it, if our secondary was able to maybe hold up a little bit longer on some of those plays. Like there could have been some serious Jalen Carter damage done in this game more than what it already was. You know, like it felt like, like to me, it's wild seeing that stat. Cause it felt like, like when you're not like, obviously you want to pressure the QB and it's like, all right, awesome. We're getting pressure. We're getting pressure at the end of the mm-hmm. day. You want to get home and get the sack, but it's like, man, it felt like in this game, it's like, we're never going to get to Mac Jones. You can pressure him all you want, but he's still getting the throws off, and their offense seems to be doing just enough. They might have enough to win the game because their offense is not doing too much on you know the other side of the ball. So I'm very interested to see, not just this Thursday against the Vikings, but the rest of the year, how things play out with this defensive line. And man, it just... It's tough because you see a team like Dallas, how many sacks did they have? They have seven or nine oh, <laughs> i know well, it's that's just like a, damn, that giants I, that giant's o-line is
1: disgusting like i don't know what the what the giants what the,
2: shouldn't be on national tv yeah, anymore they man should, they should
1: be on prime time for good they need to flex every single game they're on prime time moving forward all this hype around the giants and dan they paid daniel jones and he couldn't do anything yesterday uh but but from the eagles perspective when they're you hear their starting offensive lineman is down three starters we talked about it on the preview you expected you know some sack you expect a lot from a team that's coming off a season where they had 70 sacks, and for them to not get to him until late in the game uh, was was discouraging, especially when Sean Desai was preaching all summer long about, we're going to make him feel us, we're going to be aggressive, we're going to do this and that. Again, week one, we don't want to be over the top about our takeaways from from what we saw, uh, but you expect a more uh, uh, prominent pass rush with the with the personnel that you have, and like you said, Jalen Carter probably could have done even more damage uh, than he did. Nolan Smith only has seven snaps. They, he wasn't yeah, utilized. Wasn't I was going to ask about that. Yeah, not used a ton. they probably easing him in. Hassan Redick was in, was able to play even with his thumb wrap. Had some good uh, pass rushing reps as well. Made Mac Jones uncomfortable.
2: Felt like a lot of I don't have times. it off off the top of my head here, but it felt like this game featured heavy like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. Yeah, Fletcher played
1: a lot more snaps than he should have. I'm mm. sure we'll hear about it because we well, know he started, how he gets when he, he plays a lot up? of snaps.
2: You started cramping
1: up. Yeah, because uh, he played sixty percent of the snaps yesterday. That's too much for him. That's too much for him. You know how he gets when he's in there for more than half the time. He starts, you know, interest start not interest, but uh, he starts the uh, the the energy starts to dip. And and he needs he needs to stay fresh. Fletcher Cox is a guy that needs to stay fresh. And they they
2: Same had him in Graham. Man, I want to. Oh, I hope wow. they can get these young guys out there and just you know preserve the bodies of the vets. Man. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They have to figure that out. They're doing
1: a good job, like I said. Jalen Carter, fifty percent of the snaps. So uh, good for him on on uh, that front. The safeties, I was a bit. Shocked by because all summer long we were talking about. We know Reed is the one starter, it's either going to be Sydney or Terrell Edmonds. On the other side, we expect Edmonds to come out to start to give them that veteran floor to be safe with. It's neither of those guys, it's Justin Evans, who I have no idea why. Coming in from training camp, from summertime, all the way leading up to this game, I have no, there was no like indication that Justin Evans was going to be the starter until maybe like two days beforehand. So I don't know why what they saw in Justin Evans, who should be primarily a special teamer. This guy is starting opposite. Now he wasn't in there the whole time. You know, Edmonds was rotating in. We saw Sidney Brown on some very good special teams reps get after the punt returner. Marcus Jones had a couple good hits there. Uh, but I don't understand why Justin Evans is, is the starting safety. They really need to make sure he is not the starter moving forward because I didn't see not one good rep from that guy. <laughs>
2: I just don't. You were probably like, you were probably like, here, who man. the hell is
1: number thirty? Knowing you, you're like, who the hell is number thirty out there?
2: <laughs> Honestly, it felt like that. I mean, shoot, I was getting all excited to see maybe even Cindy Brown out there. I don't know, like just something. I, I don't. We talked about this all offseason, man. I'm telling you i mean yeah, it is what it is dumb, they're gonna have we to we make do with it uh for what it's worth though reed blankenship did look good though he was flying around, oh huh? my
1: god trey turner homer trey turner home run we got yeah, the man. game on in the uh in the background while we're recording this trey turner season the ovation the ovation worked it worked trey trey but yeah sorry for that uh for that celebration but um but um uh, to your point, yeah, the Eagles made us look dumb. We were writing our roster projections. We were doing all this and that and all that just for Justin Evans to be the starter. Uh, not ideal. Not ideal. I expect that to change uh, <laughs> at some point in time. Um, injuries, Stephen. Uh, we got some ones this morning. The Kobe Dean had to exit the game. He was seen in a walking boot. He suffered Oof. a foot injury. A lot of doctors are speculating it could be a Liz Frank injury. The city of Philadelphia is very familiar with the uh, Liz Frank injury and how Damn. long players could take to recover from that. Usually a six to eight week injury. The uh, the Eagles are saying he's going to miss multiple weeks. I'm sure that they will place him on IR at some point. That'll kick him out for at least the next four weeks. So N'Kobe Dean, he was the green dot. He was a signal caller on defense. Already hurts. The Eagles, in response Just to that, signed shot. free agent Rishon Evans to their practice squad who played for Atlanta last season, played in all 17 games, had over 100 tackles. So they had to bring in Another guy for depth. But without Dean, Stephen, it's Zach Cunningham, who's been here for all of 30 days. It's uh, Christian Ellis, who, who we hear good things about. And Nicholas Moreau. I was just going to say,
2: he actually looked decent yesterday. He
1: wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. And Nicholas Moreau on the practice squad, who's eligible to be called up. And now Rashawn mm-hmm. Evans. Is here. So we already didn't feel too good about the linebacker group. How do you feel now after this
2: news? Oh my god. TJ Hogginson's about to are we carve are us we, up in the middle of the field on Thursday, man. We did we
1: get spoiled with one good year of linebacker play? Like TJ Edwards and Kaiser White brought us like and Kaiser mm. wasn't even good like all year long, but TJ was solid and we had serviceable linebacker play for one year. We were done with the Nathan Gary's and Alex Singletons. And all this so and we're like, all right, we're good, this. we're finally now I'm gonna have getting linebackers. Mad. Now, I'm getting now we mad. got into Kobe Dean. Now we got ball players. We got ball players. And now it looks like, man, we might be back to the to the dark dimensions of ass linebackers. I refuse to go back. I can't do this. I'm not. I, I can't. I cannot did they did the nfl finish filing uh miles jack's retirement papers like mm. can he come back yeah my true. god like figure this out man this is go trade for patrick queen please like call this baltimore is damn, they didn't right. pick up his option they didn't pick up his option so they, they they're probably one to gonna get something before patrick queen walks can they do something because they're already be on the worst injury man. luck than they did last year the kobe dean is hurt james
2: bad is hurt this is already worse than it was last year. Like, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> well, it just sucks, man, because these are crucial reps, opportunities that N'Kobe D needs, man. And, like, he's going to be sidelined now, you know? And it's just like, just yeah. Just getting his feet
1: wet as a starting linebacker in this league, and now he's, he's. it's hard. It's hard as the starting linebacker. Gets if you, you even to, want to, to say
2: that, I don't even know if his feet are soaking Damped. up the moisture. He got some yet. toes in there. He got some toes yeah, they're to kind like... of damp
1: right <laughs> Oh man, it's 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 a lot. And James Bradbury is also in concussion pro- protocol. He caught some friendly fire yesterday. Yeah. Um had a bloody lip. So now he is in concussion protocol. And of course we have the short week and gotta play Thursday. So it's not likely James Bradbury clears protocol. It's probably going to be Josh Job as the next man up at outside cornerback. Uh-oh. And Slay, as we all know last season, you know, he can hold he can at least keep Justin Jefferson at bay. Like Jefferson's gonna get his, obviously, but Slay can at least make sure he doesn't go ballistic. Like he did yesterday. Uh but Jordan Addison had a touchdown yesterday, and he's he's a good player. He can get mm-hmm. loose, and I don't know if Job is ready for that matchup. So uh yeah, this is not this is not ideal injuries that you want to deal with. We we were talking about, yeah, we finally got corner depth. It's about time. Didn't expect it to be tested in week two. I'm scared. I'm scared.
2: <laughs> well, our offense is gonna have to carry the load on Thursday. That's the bottom line. Win the time of possession battle, put some points up on the board. Um Yeah, I don't uh it's funny. We spent all off season. I feel like talking about is how are we gonna sign or make a trade for a safety or a linebacker, right? Those were the two positions we kept talking <laughs> now, about. It's now, like, now we need both. <laughs> I still can't answer that question. By the way, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I can't answer both. that question. We need I both. Mean, we need both. These linebackers are getting rough, man. Because if Hunter Henry's
1: is, is is cooking us, what yeah. the hell is T.J. Hawkinson gonna do? <laughs> this is this is this is help. Help Mm. Help us, man! But at least the Eagles are trying. They're going to stay. At least, like I said, Kobe Dean's not season-ending. He doesn't need surgery. Hopefully, just to show how
2: hard it is, though, to build. Like we definitely took that team last year for granted.
1: I shit, I didn't. I knew it was great when they had all their starters healthy for the Super Bowl. I knew we, I knew how lucky it was. I was like, this might not happen again. Which is why they had to win that game. Which is why this, this, like this. This stars. We're gonna aligning. revisit this right now. This star, huh? We're doing this. this? The this star is aligning only happens once. Like it only happens once. And now we're already dealing with injuries. But we expect, uh, you know, for for the for the Eagles to, to get back on check moving forward. Like you said last week, we, last uh, last year, week one, uh, there was the damn near lost that game. At least the Eagles covered minus three and a half for you betters out there. So I'm sure you were sweating mm. at the at the end of that. Uh, but yeah, you said, uh, would you say Stephen Josh Job forced the incompletion <laughs> at the end of the game? I guess. So we got that to be about that. Yeah, we're gonna have to get excited about it. My God, My I was God. so
2: nervous for him when he got put I was, into that game. When we
1: when we went up, uh, what when and we those
2: goddamn up... Tony Romo and whoever else was doing co- whoever's in charge of the screen, I guess, kept circling Josh Job on every play on the bottom there. I'm like, please don't target him. Please don't target him. When we went up
1: 25-14, built the 11-point lead, I was like, thank God we can breathe. Got some breathing room. Nope, go right down the field and score again. I was like, it's never fucking easy, bro. It's yeah. never easy, man. I, did, I missed the Eagles. I missed football, but I did not miss the stress that this team is inducing on me already. But they did come away with a win, 25-20. to The Eagles are 1-0 and on the year moving forward. And that's more than the Chiefs and the Bengals can say. So, hey. You take the wins, nobody's going to care. When December rolls around in the win column, nobody's going to care how you want. You just win the games, and that is it uh, moving forward. Steven, any uh, points you had circled or any other points you had uh, wanted to make on this game? Anything else that stood out to you that you were like, damn, I need, I need to – I don't know what's
2: going on here. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the win is everything. I mean – you feel so much worse about this game, obviously, if they lose it. Um, but, like, it's week one for you, man. I mean, I just, I, I, that doesn't mean I'm letting things off the hook when I say that. We sat here and broke it all down. I have a lot of concerns. Play calling, the lack of experience from both of our coordinators. But I, I believe in both of them. I think they both can be great. Uh, but they definitely looked like they were a little overwhelmed and overmatched. But, hey, the show rose on, The show goes on. The Eagles are 1-0. Got the home opener on Thursday on a short week. Maybe the frustrations. We sit here and talk about like Eagles needing to like clean things up all the time, right? Like, we're always like, oh, they got to clean this up. Uh-huh. And normally you don't feel good about that on a short week, but I actually feel good about that because I think the things that need cleaned up aren't necessarily things that are going to take time. Like, I just feel like it was the play calling and like the mentality, really, like the offensive mentality going into this game. I mean, like you said, Kenny Gainwell having a majority of the touches, uh, Goddard not getting any targets. Like, these things can be fixed. It doesn't take them, you know, they don't need a full week or a bye week to like fix that. I think they can, you know, go into team meetings, practices, whatever's going on this week, whatever they got going on. And like, I mean, this team went to the Super Bowl last year. So, like, as ugly as that game was, I think there's more reasons to just be like, okay, let's let's see what they look like on Thursday before like we really start to get a little concerned. Yeah. The, the yeah. biggest concern is health, like you said. I mean, shoot, they could be down two starters on defense, one of them being a pro bowler and one of them being a guy who's at a crucial position and a position where we have no depth, you know? So
1: Yeah, I think I think it'll I think it'll 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 shake out okay. I'm gonna pull up Twitter because yesterday I uh, asked uh, Twitter, like, how are we feeling about the Eagles right now? And I want to reel off some of those uh, answers for a second. By the way, that AJ Brown catch that they ruled uh, mm, not a catch because they said that. he was bobbling it. Um, I don't know what the hell a catch is anymore in the NFL. Mm. Like, it has, it's, it's pretty confusing these days. I thought he maintained possession, both feet on the ground, but I guess you can't bobble it anymore. Like, if it's, it's it is, it is what it is. Uh, so I said, thoughts on the Eagles currently. I'm going to read some of these responses. Uh, somebody said, plenty of time to figure out whatever the fuck they're doing. <laughs> um, offense needs to use the talent. I like Kenny G, but Swift needs to get touches. Yep. And unacceptable for Goddard to have zero catches. He has to be utilized. Uh, he has to be utilized. In this offense, line was not as great as I expected, but Pat's Steed line is also very good.
2: Defense looked a bit slow. It's only week one, though. I
1: will say Lane and Mylotte got beat a couple, couple
2: like the. the, uh, the yeah, you, I feel like I totally. I feel like our O line kind of was underwhelming and pass protection. Yeah,
1: the so. Patriots defensive line kind of did what they wanted, and you don't see that happen too often again, especially Lane. Uh But Judon, Judon is 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 a monster. They didn't pick He's up there. on
2: that QB blitz on that one. Uh, nope. QB CB nope. blitz on that one play. Nope, sorry.
1: Um, somebody said, no reason for any major thoughts, but they should have played in the preseason. Yes, I agree. Uh, sloppy, but it's a long season. Hopefully, Brian Johnson loosens up with his play calling and the defense doesn't become Swiss cheese in the middle of the field all season. Yes, no, thank you. Week one, shake off rust, clean up play calling, and work on defense Defense for the bunch formation, all workable throughout the season. Uh, to your point, Stephen, somebody said, we beat Detroit 38-35 last year and gave, a million, gave up a million yards on the ground. Relax, it's only week one um anything else it's all kind of the same uh Brian Johnson called a very conservative game due to the weather at least I hope Jalen didn't play too well missed open receivers but that's rust the d made stops when needed but they can do better I hope Desai will be a bit more aggressive with the play calling and the middle is still exposed so that's my whole thing I want to see this aggression from Desai I want to see um I know it's tough with that with the lack of linebackers and when you had Justin Evans playing at safety, but we don't want to like, you know, the, the sky's falling. It is a win. This is more, this is, I woke up and I was like, <laughs> this is the most like least a win is a win. Like I it doesn't feel mm-hmm. good saying that. Like it doesn't even feel good. I'm um, saying it, but hey, at least, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, the only team I do to think lose.
2: Things would have been way differently if, uh, that final score was 25 to 14 or whatever. And we were able to just yeah. run the clock out. Like, yeah, like yeah. maybe was, in like that the scenario, let the you do the ball. Like, you bring Penny in and just run the game away. You yeah, feel better. But about again,
1: it. as many people have told me, it's tough to win up there in new England, Gillette against bill. And, you know, regardless of, of what the roster is, like bill Belichick is still a hall of fame coach. One of probably one, the best. got a step for, uh, I got a step time. for you guys. Oh yeah. stat of the day. We need, new I'm going to Patriots. Make a, sound for stat of the day whenever you have one,
2: <laughs> oh, yeah i was like damn you got one on deck no i don't it's gonna be quick it's gonna be quick the right. new england patriots are zero and one when tom brady rings the bell in gillette stadium <laughs> thanks fly. to who?
1: the philadelphia eagles? <laughs> leave it to the eagles they ruined another day for tom brady they had another celebration of tom brady's that that was ruined so is it just um, me
2: or is he wearing a small ass jersey that thing yeah, looks small yeah. He's cool, like he's a- like cool- I think his post I think post like New England Tom Brady is
1: one of oh, yeah, the coolest no, guys. No, no. Like Tampa Tampa Tom is was... lit. This yeah. version of Tom is lit. Like just when he was in Boston, he was corny, but you know.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. I, I I've never been one of those like hater haters, you know? Yeah. Like I know how I'm, I know how Philly well, is. Well
1: I think you know when I like like when I finally gave my respect to Tom Brady was the Atlanta Super Bowl and I was oh, like yeah, I, me I, can't, too. I, can't, I can't I can't say nothing anymore. Yeah, that was <laughs> but, absurd that is that that is wild um shout out Tyreek Hill that man is still disgusting um it's it's that charges game was very good yesterday Tyreek Hill 200 plus yards I have no idea I it, boy <laughs> I just
2: I, oh, I Tyre, yeah he's Tyre, uh he is,
1: he is he, you didn't even know
2: he did that you, you saw, you saw that no, no no you saw that play uh I forget which one it was it was it was down the sideline and uh he had a catch and his helmet got knocked off and he gets back up and sh- just starts running with his helmet off. I'm like this dude is trying to set the record, man. This guy's yeah. he's different.
1: He's 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 he's, he's crazy. and I know Pat Mahomes is watching it like how did we not keep this guy? You got me throwing to goddamn Kadarius, Tony and Skymore. The hell is this? The two guys that beat us in the Super Bowl, by the way. Uh, so like I said those drops would have been fantastic in the uh, in the in the Super Bowl, but alas Chiefs are owned one. Bengals are owned one. Joe Burrow just got paid and got benched. <laughs> got benched. Yeah, I was just yesterday. gonna say he
2: had an awful game. That, that was, was the first the game of
1: his career held under hundred passing yards. You know that coming right oh, after my. that contract. Yeah, there's a lot. Week one was week one was was a lot. A lot of defense. I think they said in the early slate that all of the games but one hit the under total. Um, so an under parlay would have been would have been nice there. But tonight we get Bills and Jets. That should be exciting. Get Josh Allen against the Darkness Retreat. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, so we're going to see Dalvin Cook versus James Cook. We get the brothers uh, facing off, so that'll be fun. There's your little brothers parlay. James Cook, Dalvin Cook, touchdowns. I'll take it. I'll take mm. it. I don't know what the odds are, but I'll, I'll, I'll have i mean, that I up. Love. That'll be good. That'll be... It is what it is. Thank you guys for checking out. i man, I
2: didn't use that damn... I don't know if you can still pitch it now, but that damn points bet promo. And just oh yeah, you f- fucked up on your bet. Eagles money line, bro, It's the easiest way to get your money. Or get the spread? Out. I don't know, in man. Or the just...
1: spread? You would have been screaming for that spread, three and a half, one win by five. You would have been. It is what it is. Yeah, guys, if you haven't yet, check out our points bet offer in the show notes. You can uh bet fifty dollars with points bet and claim one hundred and fifty dollars through Fanatics to get yourself any jersey of your choice. Only valid. For another week or so, so make sure you guys do that so you do not miss out. Thank you for checking out this episode of The Philly Pod, brought to you by TheLibertyLine.com. I'm your host, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms at The Philly Pod. Subscribe, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Stephen, where can the people find you? What you got coming up in the pipeline?
2: That's uh, Stephen Conrad Jr. on all socials. Uh, I would definitely say just follow me on Twitter. yeah. Uh, as far as content goes for this, uh we should have the videos posted on a more Yeah, We finally got a process
1: on. down for videos. I'm hype. I'm hype. Yeah, we shit ain't sweet it or it cheap anymore these days, but that's <laughs> on the Liberty Line
2: YouTube uh channel. You'll see the video pod if you guys want to see our faces, you know. Yep.
1: Here's to Dallas God having uh one at least one catch next week. We'll be back this week to preview. Uh we'll probably do it Tuesday. We'll preview or shit. That's tomorrow. Damn. Yeah, we're gonna have to do the preview early
2: this week because of the, well, because hey, of the I, fucking early game. Due to so, my uh maybe we'll do it Wednesday and, and new aspirations in life, have a more flexible schedule now. So <laughs> a lot can be done.
1: Wednesday I think Wednesday morning we can have it out by the afternoon to be able to listen to it. Yeah. And then Thursday
2: morning we'll we'll do that. Give people a whole day to listen to this one. And, and you know we'll
1: what? That. So look out for that on Wednesday, guys, the preview episode. You know what?
2: Before you end it, let's put together a parlay for that game.
1: For the for the for the Eagles and Vikings?
2: Yeah, we'll do like you don't a, do that. you
1: don't want to do that Wednesday when when the odds are more updated <laughs> or not. All right, maybe, maybe. Injury reports come out. We're going to bet on people that, that are hurt and get hurt in practice or whatever. And you we'll guys do it can Wednesday. use your uh, we'll points Wednesday.
2: bet promo if you haven't already. Get the jersey taken care of, and we'll do the, we'll call it the uh, Philly pod parlay or something like that. We'll do it. We'll Wednesday. do it
1: Wednesday. But if you really want to do one here, let's build one real quick for the, uh, for the Bills and Jets. We'll build one real whoa, quick. Whoa, so for whoa. me, I got We're it. I got quick? it. So for me, I got Dalvin Cook anytime touchdown. I got James Cook. Anytime touchdown. And I got them both for 40 yards rushing each. What's so, Josh yeah. Allen's
2: rush yards for tonight?
1: Oh, Josh Allen's a very good look. Thir- I think it's 30-something. I'll take Dalvin Cook, 40. And I'll take James Cook, 40. So that pays out. 10 to win $110. Dalvin Cook, anytime touchdown. James Cook, anytime touchdown. Dalvin Cook, 40 rushing yards. James Cook, 40 rushing yards. I call that going to bet on the game, man. Eh? You not going to bet on the final or nothing? Hell no, but I've been screwed by money line so many times in my life I can't. Like if I hit everything else except the money line, I'll be crying. Uh So, I, but I do like your
2: look of Josh Allen rushing yards. You really know your shit these days, man.
1: I like. Okay,
2: all right. Wait, what do you mean? What's so good about Josh Allen rush yards?
1: It's a good look. It's a good look because he's always bet, fucking running his ass off. I bet
2: Lamar Jackson's <laughs> rush yards yesterday right, didn't well, hit. It should have after J.K. Dobbins got hurt. It really should have hit yeah, that. That's point. what I'm saying, dude. That's an <laughs> oh makes me oh, so man. mad. That it sucks is. for him by the way. He can never stay healthy. That's yeah, another player badly. He actually he you know who he kind of reminds me of? He kind of has Rashad Penny's luck. They're both like oh some of the most dominant rushers. What is your what? problem? <laughs> you can't talk about a Eagles player. My god, so I want this guy to play. Rashad Penny, my god. I want him to play too. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm just guy. saying they but they both are like still relatively young backs I feel like who Just dominate when they're on the field and healthy, but they just, for whatever reason, can't stay on the field on a consistent basis. It's like
1: Tim Patrick, who just came back from, like, an ACL tear and, like, tore it again this summer. Like, he's about to miss two straight years. It's like, uh, it's like, um, Lonzo Ball, who probably won't play until 2025. Oh, yeah. That sucks, because
2: he was becoming a great, like, he found his niche in the NBA.
1: Yeah, man. What the? What the? It's 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 a lot, man. It's it's a lot. Thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll be back with y'all Wednesday to preview that game. We'll build a nice parlay, and make some money because I did make some money this weekend on a couple of touchdown please I did. Uh, so, so, okay. Yes, we did not. But Actually, a jersey out of it. I did because I out of Jersey this weekend. But, out of yeah. Jersey, out of Jersey, out of it. We'll catch y'all on Wednesday, guys. Appreciate y'all. Go Birds. Even though it was an ugly win, one and zero. A win is a win. Peace out here from the Philly Pop.